following podcast contains spoilers and words like G, whiz, and gosh damn it. We watch it. Hello everybody and welcome back to We Watched A Thing, not just for another week, but another year. First record of the new year, and there's no one I'd rather have by my side than Noosk. How you doing, mate? Mate? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I'm good. What, what, what have you been up to? How's your new year been? Well, I'm all partied out. Yeah, we Don't ate, want to see anyone. We ate a lot for Christmas. We drank a lot for New Year. I drank a lot for New you Year. You drank a lot for New Year. I drank <laughs> a respectable amount. Uh, and yet, who's the drunk one tonight, Ginny? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but what are we talking about this week? Uh, don't look up. I think it's called something like that. That's right. Don't Look Up, which is a 2021 American satirical science fiction film written, produced, and directed by Adam McKay. Stars, this is intense, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, mm. uh, Melanie Linsky, <laughs> Kate Blanchett, and Meryl Streep. I believe it's with Kate Blanchett and Meryl Streep. What is it about, Noosk? Two scientists discover a- no sorry how dare i i'm sorry i'm so sorry one scientist a female scientist discovers a comet she is from that point overruled by everyone in her life anyway she discovers a comet it's heading straight for earth it's all real bad it's extinction level or whatever they call it it's like kilometers wide or something i don't know and it's real bad and her and her boss, I guess. Stop laughing at me. Yep. Attempt to warn the world about this. And because it's not, I suppose, a sexy topic, they struggle with the media responding positively to them. Yep. Yep. So I got that right, in your opinion? <laughs> you did. Got you there did. eventually. So this film was announced back in 2019 and it was sold to Netflix at that point, but it was meant to be filmed. La- well, Jesus, two years ago. I was going to say last year, but no, 2020 was now two years ago. Mm, that's uh, the vortex. It was meant to be filmed in-, in 2020, was delayed due to COVID. It had a limited theatrical release before streaming wide on Netflix last week on Christmas Eve. Been very, very mixed. Mm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score is only around 50%. Yep. Critics have been totally divided. Some like the satire, some find it way too heavy handed and smug. Um, but. Either way, the the acting has been well-received, at least. So, let's get straight into it then. What did you think of this film? Did well, you enjoy it? Well, who doesn't it? like to feel smug? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Couldn't be any more smugly or smugliness about it. Um, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I laughed out loud quite a few times. I do think it's way too long. I liked it a lot. I'll tell you this right now. So far, it's my top movie of 2022. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're, you're like that dad joke you sent me on TikTok. <laughs> Haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, no, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I I don't know. To some extent, I understand some people's criticism. Yes, I agree with you that it's probably too long. It is too long. But, like, this is me talking. We could cut Ariana's moment Honestly, in half. I didn't think well that. Well and truly. I didn't think that at the time. I'm the guy who's like, every movie should be 90 minutes. I miss 90 minute movies. You are that guy. This didn't make me feel that. I was perfectly happy with the runtime of this film. No, you weren't. I was. Bullshit. I said to you, how long have we got? 
and you said, oh, we've, we're only an hour in and it had an hour and a half to go and we were like, oh, okay. No. But but it was too long. We could have cut because she had, she had one like really big moment when she's singing and then she had another moment where the verse was funny and you laughed out loud. It didn't need all that, didn't need the rap, didn't need any of that in-between stuff. Yeah, okay. And that would That's cut fair. down like bloody five minutes of the film. It was <laughs> like I was like, okay, okay, it's funny, I get it, right. And – it's funny, the film drives home the point several times that an issue like this, because, you know, the comic kind of represents climate change as a whole, <laughs> it, it, it says, like, directly several times, you know, a big issue like this shouldn't be easily digestible, it shouldn't be fun, you should be worried. And then the film itself is easily digestible and fun. I was like, hmm. are you supposed to be doing that? But anyway, otherwise, I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. It was funny. Like there was there was really great lines in there. Yeah, so I personally found the satire pretty spot on. I I wouldn't use the words heavy-handed. I mean, that's kind of what satire is. Like I think it's always like you say it's easily digestible. I will say I think that I didn't need the B-roll. There are several moments There's in this film, particularly yeah. when it's heavy, that we cut to, you know, shots of mm. trees growing and Hippos playing. in the wild. And yeah. Children, babies laughing. That, that to me was the only time when I felt, okay, we get it. Yeah, this is okay. where you start to trim it down, guys. As yeah. far as the actual screenplay goes, though, I thought it was pretty tight and pretty funny. Oh, very funny. We laughed out loud several times. What was the other film that guy did, the big one with Steve Carell? The about- Big Short. The Big Short. So See, I wrote here, Big XXXX, because <laughs> I was like, it's not the big sick, it's a big something. Yeah. But you can really feel his um, directing in it. Like lots you, you of, um, I, I don't know what it's called, Crash Zoom or some random well, shit. Yeah, so anyway, it's, it's lots of that. And then weird pauses and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like what he's going for there is obviously a little bit of that mockumentary feeling. This obviously a isn't bit. a mockumentary, but the big short is that was based on a true story. Mm. And so he was going for that very real so, world. So is this a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but he was going way. he was going for that very real world feeling which is something that he's kind of become a little bit known for his last film prior to this was vice which i was not a fan of i liked this a lot more than oh, vice. vice yeah so this one feels even more real i think even though it's completely science fiction complete satire he's gone for that exact same feeling and and look and obviously that's where the b-roll comes in is trying to keep that real world feeling and to to that extent, I actually don't hate it. I just think there's too much of it. Mm. I, I didn't mind it. Like the part where they pause and they clarify something with some text on screen or something. Yeah. It's a bit It's a bit arrested development, you know. It is, yeah. Ron yeah. Howard narration. <laughs> and I am always there for that. I mean, everybody. I mean, Ron Howard should narrate everything. I know a lot yes. of people out there think it should be Morgan Freeman. No. No. We need Ron Howard at every point. Just I going. want him to narrate my life. <laughs> yeah. So that when I get home from work and you're like, did you eat a double quarter pounder on the way? And I'm like, no. I just want Ron Howard to say, he, he did. did. <laughs> He absolutely did. <laughs> and then a McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Ron Howard to narrate that. I know. <laughs> I know you. Can we talk about the acting to start off with, given that this is such a massive cast? Mm. So Netflix have really been pulling out the punches lately. I mean, it kind of they kind of 
they got their big names to start off with. We had Adam Sandler and Sandra Bullock making a bunch of Netflix stuff. Oh, Sandy B. She's doing all right. <laughs> um, Adam Sandler, not so sure. <laughs> but, yeah, this, um, you know, steadily they've been, you know, like only last month we had Red Notice with, a, you know, an equally big cast of only three, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, all very big names. But this just- I think it's Gal Gadot, Billy. But this just blows all of those out of the water. Like, this is star-studded. It is. It's a, ve- it's a very big cast. But I do feel like everyone shined appropriately and didn't- Like, every everyone delivered, as you would expect them to. Well, I but agree, it, But yeah. it wasn't like other, you know, trash picks like fucking Valentine's it, Day and New Year's Eve. It, Almost feels superfluous to say it, but there's not a bad performance in this film. Like, all of the performances are totally rock solid. Yeah, sure. So, the film has been Jennifer Lawrence does what Jennifer Lawrence does best and tells them to stick it to the man. What? I'm not usually a massive Jennifer Lawrence fan. She was my MVP in this film. I thought she was fucking fantastic. Okay. This was the most I've liked- You'd love to say that. You'd love to be like, oh, I, I don't normally love this person. This was the most I've liked Jennifer Lawrence since Mother, which is a film that not many other people <laughs> liked. But I thought she was the best on ground in this film for me. Hey, she was really good in Hunger Games. <laughs> when Prue died and she was yelling at that cat. Okay. She was channeling something deep. I do remember her yelling at a cat. <laughs> Leave Jayla alone. <laughs> no, I thought she was fantastic in this film. And obviously, Leo is just incredible. You know who was really, really good? He seems so likable. And yet, at the same time, he plays someone you want to punch in the face so badly. Jonah Hill. You know what's really How funny? does he do it? I've seen- does, do you think he really actually would meet him in real life and want to punch him in the face? Is he- just Maybe. a top-notch dickhead. <laughs> it's funny. I've seen a lot of people saying, like, all the reviews on Letterboxd are talking about how Jonah Hill steals the show. Oh. I didn't find no. that at all. Like, I thought he was good doing what he was doing, but he was he was really the one character who was really a caricature. Like, yeah. you know, we get close. You know, like, Meryl Streep is obviously riffing on, I guess, to a certain extent, Trump. Yeah, um, or a Sarah, Sarah Palin type character. Yeah, but or, he was—he was very—he was the only character that, for me, was like really out of the grounds of reality. And so, even though I found him funny in it, I actually liked him the least. You liked him the least. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I find him hard not to like. You know, I love that. I tell these- you who I do love more: his sister. We are currently Beanie? watching Beanie in what's it called? Impeachment. Yeah. The new American crime story. God, I love her. Yeah, she's pretty I'm great. I'm all here for Beanie. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's lots of characters in this film, like Ron Perlman's character, who is the kind of retired war hero who's coming out to, like, save the planet. Oh, my God. Like, he's from a different generation. Yeah, but, you know, he's, he's <laughs> another one that even though he gets close, I feel like he never crosses that line of being a complete caricature. There's there's still oh. something there that's like, well, this is this is real. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that's what's worrying. That's what's funny about it. That's, to he me, is what's a caricature, but we've film. all met that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to all the gays. <laughs> all the I'm like, oh my, oh my God. We're, oh my God, stop. We're all down there on earth. All of us white people doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. was pretty funny. <laughs> I loved, I loved so much. Another, you know, laugh out loud moment. I loved that 
we kept coming back to the um, – he was like the head of defence guy. I don't know. Maybe that was his role. And he stole their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave them <laughs> snacks at the start and charged them for it. And she keeps coming back I just to don't understand. Four-star general. Yep. <laughs> played it over and over again in my head. Why would he charge us for snacks? He knew we were going to find out. I, it's a power play. It's a pure power play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just – I found, yeah, scene after scene – I was laughing at something, definitely. Yeah. So, do you feel you said the film is too long? Apart from Ariana Grande, okay, her entire character could be cut. There's no question about that. Sure. She's clearly there for satire on celebrity culture and stuff, yeah. but there is enough of that in the film with, you know, Kate Blanchett's character and stuff that you don't necessarily need it. Mm. Is there anything else that you would, you know, you say this film is too long? But you cut that out, you're still looking at a two-hour 20 film. Is there anything else that you would cut? Do you feel like mm. the pacing hit the mark, even if you felt like it's too long? I was happy with – I think you cut Ariana. And, like, I, I really enjoyed her bits. Like, not to, you know, I, I don't know anything about her. I'm not really an Ariana Grande fan. But she's anyway. Not, I, she's not with Pete Davidson anymore, is she? He's now with Oh, babe, that, that was British long hottie. ago. Who's he with now? That slamming milf – what? Yeah, the British bird, isn't he? Kate Beckinsale? Yes. That's so long gone. Are they not together anymore? No. What? Who's he with now? I don't know. Someone. Man, he's living the dream, isn't he? Have you seen that meme? The CDC is now dating Pete <laughs> <laughs> From Grande to Beckinsale. Jeez, what a champion. Um. Okay, you can just be quiet for a sec. I really enjoyed Kate Blanchett in this film. Yep. Shout out to our- Aussie hero. Um, she did really well. My God, how she managed to talk with those fake white teeth. Yeah. Yuck. You know I what? didn't even recognise her at first. Everybody knows that I don't like Kate Blanchett. Topher has long been cranky at me about this, but Toph, I know you're not listening to this. <laughs> not at all. You don't, but <laughs> mate, I liked Kate Blanchett in this film. I liked her a lot. She was very, very funny. Mm. At the end when he's like, oh, should we have sex? Should we keep, you know, like I don't know, trash the place or something. I don't know when the when the world ending. And she's like, I just want to drink and bitch about people. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I really liked was the, and I think that for me, this is where the film really worked. And and I know that for a lot of people, it didn't. I felt like the satire was very sharp, and I felt that the film actually balanced the line between comedy and drama really well. Mm. Like, even though I found the whole film funny, I never forgot the drama of it. And I think a lot of that comes down to particularly Jennifer Lawrence's character, but also also, Leo. also Leo's Dr. Mindy. They are very real in their own way. Yeah. And they never let you forget that this is an emergency, which is the point of the film, I think. <laughs> you mm. know, that it is meant to be all gloss and entertaining. And I know some people think it's too heavy handed, but to me, it actually kind of works that those two characters never shut up about it mm. because that's that's the point, I think. I think the heavy handedness comes from the fact that, like, it's, it's trying to make a comment on the world we exist in right now, yeah. where everyone is so, so divided between right and left and you can't be a mixture of both you can't you know sort of be a gray in the middle otherwise you're weak and the people who are like oh it was so left it was such an agenda blah 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 okay fuck off you don't get it like whatever you shouldn't watch this film but it did portray a universe in which there was absolutely 
no opposing side to it. So there were these two characters and then Timothy Chalamet's group of boys. There was the NASA guy, but like they're, they're you know, and that they tried to convey at times a sense of, you know, oh, some people are like, yes, it's coming, don't trust the government. Some people are like, we trust the government, the comet's coming, and then some people don't believe in the comet at all. But they didn't actually give you any screen time of those three different groups. Yeah. And so you did definitely feel that it was just Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio against an entire universe of people who were just, you know, like iPhone chugging. That's um, interesting. I didn't really feel that way about it. President-loving, government-believing people. Yeah. I didn't really see it that way. And, like, I know a lot of people are like, this movie is, like, far too much about climate change. Even that, like, okay, obviously there's a parable about climate change in there. But to me, the sharpest satire was, as you say, about the division. Hmm. To me, it was about the politicization of issues. Sure, yeah. Um, more than it was about climate change itself. I like just don't could- think they portrayed the fact that there are two or sometimes three sides. They kind of mentioned it, but they didn't actually go into yeah, it. Yeah, right. And so perhaps that's what those people are talking about. But, I, like, I would watch it again. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I can, laughed constantly. Can we talk about Leo with a big old beard? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you dug the beard? Yeah. I mean, like, is he the heartthrob he was, you know, years ago in Titanic? No. <laughs> but, you know, thick Leo, I'm here for it. It's okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's cool. And and I love that he's on this film because he is very passionate and vocal about climate change. And I'm like, oh, buddy, I know, you get to al- work on something you care about. It's almost like there was no acting for that part. His, his biggest challenge was acting like he's into women his own age. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, what did you think of the visuals of the film? There's a, obviously a little bit of CGI in there. A lot of people have been criticising the editing. They think that the editing is is quite poor. Um, I thought it was fine. I actually, what I I didn't love the cinematography. What do you think people mean by that when they say they don't love the editing? I feel like if I notice the editing, it's obviously bad, but. I'm a pleb and I don't really notice that stuff. Yeah, I'm actually not sure what people are referring to because when I read- The chop and change stuff, maybe? Well, when I read a criticism of editing, I usually think that what people are criticising is the the narrative flow. You know, like the jump from one scene to the next, particularly if there's multiple timelines presented. So, I read that mm. before I watched this and I was worried that that's what we were going to get. But this is a very linear film. Yep. I, thought, I thought the- Cuts were all fine. Hmm. I didn't love the cinematography, personally. I think that there's a little bit too much depth of field at certain points, a mm-hmm. little bit out of focusness that kind of doesn't need to be there. But I quite liked the look of the film. Me too. I, I, I did find sometimes the random pauses they would take where there wasn't a moment for satire or narration, it, particularly at the end when the world is ending and they're sitting around the dinner table all together and it just kept pausing it felt it felt almost like buffering and maybe that's obviously something they were going for i i just personally didn't really like it um and yeah i i agree with what you said earlier way too much b-roll Let's- like guys we get it and that's not something I, I don't know i don't think that's something a modern film needs to do anymore yeah we're already in a world where we're oversaturated with images from around the world all day long like Maybe in the 90s and the 80s, etc., 
doing that was pretty cool, but yeah, now it's kind of like, okay, Let's thanks. Let's talk about the ending then, since you brought it up. Did you see it coming? Did you think that that's how this film was going to end? Did you see any other way for it to end other than the end of the earth? Oh, I mean, I mean, they could have gone any other way. Um, you know, it it was it'll it, it it's it's just Armageddon without Ben Affleck's chin and Bruce Willis, <laughs> you know, being all dad and lore about the place, like whatever. <laughs> well, when I was watching it, I was like, okay. So, potentially, they could break it up and the joke will be on the scientists and they'll be like, oh, I shouldn't listen to you, you know, like, you're always trying to make us subscribe to your fear and all that rubbish. Um, but I hoped it wouldn't go that way and I hoped the world would end. Yeah. Which um, I guess was kind of a an interesting thing that the film made me think. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted the scientists to be right. And that meant them dying. It meant everyone dying. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I I felt for them. Like, in that moment. Oh, it was, yeah, it was touching. That scene at the at the dinner table was, mm. yeah, really emotional for me, actually. Like, I, I- Oh, I wouldn't say really emotional. I cared about these characters by that point in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I See, uh, for me, the line wasn't quite so smooth. The way you, you said before, you know, the line between satire and drama really worked. Uh, for the most part, you know, particularly when uh, J-Law or then Leo at one point has a complete meltdown on, like, live news or whatever it was, um, I, I found I found that was quite smooth. But then at the end when they were just getting into the heavy sort of stuff, I, yeah, I didn't find that. Like, it, it was a bit of a change of pace for the film. Yeah. Having said that, I did find it touching. Um, I just wasn't bawling my eyes out, and usually I am, so... <laughs> Although when Leo said, you know, we really did everything, I was like, oh, oh, Leo, I feel like you mean that on a deeper level, Leo. I really enjoyed Kate or Jennifer Lawrence just snatching the Xanax off Leo. Yeah. That's a mood and a half right there. Yeah. I was like, been there, girl. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) Just on like a film nerd level, I found it really fun that in this film, Meryl Streep's character is called President Orlean. And uh, her character in adaptation is Susan Orlean. So I was like, really? oh, wow, that's that's fun. That's just a fun little thing. <laughs> Do you think it was an homage to anything or just a coincidence? I think it was just a coincidence, probably. Or a coinkidink, as we would have said <laughs> in high school. I really liked the quote from Jack Handy at the start. It made me want to look up who Jack Handy is. <laughs> did you do that? I did. His first comic writing was with Steve Martin. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. I was like, good for you, buddy. (laughs) Having just recently watched The Jerk. Doesn't hold up. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) It's a bit inappropriate for today. So, all in all, how are you scoring this film? Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm struggling a little. Um, On the one hand, I I really enjoyed it. I do think it needs to be edited way down and uh, I do think there were some things that just didn't quite land but i laughed out loud a lot so i think i'm a seven out of ten yeah yep i really really loved this film from the moment it ended i was like i don't know if i'm a high seven or a low eight Mm, and i've landed on it i've landed on an eight really i I would watch this movie again straight away i really i would watch it again i i like i i want to 
I want other people to see it so I can chat about it with them. So yeah. that's always a good sign that you enjoyed it. I know it's I know it's not for everyone, and I know that obviously there's a lot of people who aren't enjoying it. But look, it's on Netflix, so it's free to watch if you've got a subscription. So I don't know. I reckon I would recommend it to anybody to watch. Yeah. It's a bit like everything on Netflix, really. Like, take it or leave it. It's Netflix. Like, do what you want. Well, I mean- Live your life. Okay. Well, with that attitude in mind, do you think that the film has any award potential? It's been nominated for four Golden Globes. Okay. Oscar nominations aren't out yet. I mean, I'd have to know what it was up against as well. But yeah, I'd, you know, certainly comedy. I laughed out loud a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really found it very funny. Yeah. And, you know, when you're dealing with such a potentially depressing issue, such as the end of the world slash, you know, parable for climate change, it has the potential to be, you know, (laughs) Al Gore's film, which nobody enjoys watching. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the point that the film makes is that it shouldn't be easily digestible. It shouldn't be fun. You should be worried. I don't know. And yet- I feel like the film is making multiple points because it does make that point. But I also think what it's trying to tell, because if you look at it from the other point of view, the message to the scientists, to Leo and to um, J-Law is this story needs to be sexy. If you want people to pay attention Mm. and listen, you need to make it easily digestible. So I think you can read it that way as well. I don't know that the, the point of the movie necessarily is just to take it seriously. I think- The message is kind of to both sides, saying firstly take it seriously, but also make it fun enough that people listen. (laughs) Yeah, if you want people to like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Smash that like button. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know you've hit a dark place when your three-year-old says that. (laughs) Too much YouTube kids. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me once again, Noosk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't doing anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Next week... I will be joined by the lovely M from Verbal Diorama talking about her favourite film of all time, The Mummy, which is a classic. Uh, and the week after, fingers crossed, all going well COVID-wise, I'll be joined by M from Tasteless once again talking about the new Scream film, which I cannot wait for. I've been waiting for so <laughs> You've been long. been going on and on about that. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Should have asked, Noosk, is there, any, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Is th- Where can the people find you? What? No, nobody find me. That's weird.